Hi, this is Kim, also known as Good Things Come from the Generally Speaking Lost Forum. I'm also the same person who on September 13th lost everything to flooding in northwestern Indiana. I'm still back up and on my feet yet, but thanks to people like the listeners of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network, I will be soon. People like Barbara Bird, Troy Price, Elizabeth Berta, Dina Scott, Adam Dean, Kirsten Kirkham, Aaron Frosser, Emily Poitavin, Maggie Mack, Maureen Brown, Robert Johnson, James Laskowski, Edith Baker, and the Ravenscraft family. With donations from people like you, I don't know what I would do. You guys have just been absolutely amazing. And to come out and see people so willing to help in a time of need, it just makes my heart overflow. You know, there are a lot of times and I'm sure each of us walk around this world and say, is there any good left in this world? And something terrible happens and people people just step up and they, they're willing to help. And people like you are what, what make this world absolutely amazing. So thank you. Thank you to each and every one of you and to people who have offered their prayers and their support. I thank you. Welcome to the weekly Lost Edition of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. Now, here are your hosts, Stephanie and Cliff. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 43 of the weekly Lost Podcast. My name is. Yeah. You sure it's not episode five? It's not episode. I know. Last week I said episode number four. And uh, you did. You were so distracted by the echo, you couldn't tell me. Actually, I was so distracted by the fact that you said episode number four. I made up the echo, so not to point out your mistake if it wasn't really a mistake. So ah, that, so that's actually what was. Was going it on. quite? So you're thinking <laughs> it was possibly really episode number four? I don't know what I was thinking. I, I don't, it was late, and it just. Anyway, my name's Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And we're podcasting from the tall towers of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network headquarters. Are you podcasting in your sleep again? Because you must be dreaming. <laughs> I must be dreaming. Anyway, in this episode, we're simply going to try to tie up a couple loose ends before the season premiere of season three. Which should it- be like... 13 days and 23 hours and 39 minutes, according to the time on my computer. Can you imagine that? I mean, I mean, under two weeks, just two weeks away. And it's two, week, two uh, weeks from 20 minutes ago. <laughs> I am so excited. Absolutely. Anyway, we're going <coughs> to, excuse me, I'm going to cough in your ear for the next uh, hour to hour and 20 minutes. Sorry about that. Yes, I'm trying to get over this bronchitis and... It takes me a while, so... It'll be till spring, so I hope you like that sound. <laughs> oh, it, but... Okay, anyway. Uh, let's see here. We just got finished watching a very special episode of... Um, what was it called, Steph? Um, fire, plus, fire Plus Water, um, Conception to Completion and Anatomy of an Episode. Yes, that's what we were watching. It was awesome. It was totally awesome. <laughs> it obviously is on the season two box set, the the bonus features on disc seven. It was amazing. 
Yes, in fact, uh, we had done a little season two DVD set review last week, and we told you we'd come back. And even before we watched it, we thought that the money that you would spend on the DVD set was kind of worth it with what we had already seen. This definitely pushes it over the top. I mean, this whole idea of seeing it from the very concept of what they're thinking they're going to put into this episode, what story are they going to tell, the writers and all the effort that they put into how they're telling the story and how they collaborate in the boardroom later. I mean, it was just amazing. (coughs) In fact, I took a couple notes as we were Mm -hmm. uh, watching the episode. So the first thing that I wanted to point out was that it showed uh, two of the writers in an office. And one of them's typing at the desk, typing some notes as they go along. And the other guy's what, Steph? He's laying on the couch with his feet propped up. How awesome is that? Can you imagine going to work and just laying back, <laughs> kicking back, hanging out with your friend, just telling stories together? And, and that's your job. It, it'd be very cool. That would be extremely cool. But I guess, I guess you know, you would have to be laid back like that. I don't think that you're, what... Is your foot touching that? No, I clapped my hands. No. It, it's you, babe. Is that me? It's got to be. Okay. I, I'm hearing rattling in the microphone, okay. so moving, um, moving right along. Relaxed, laid back to get your creative juices flowing, you know? Yeah. I, I don't think that... That's, well, I'm not very creative to begin with, but I, I think that it would be hard to be creative, you know, sitting in a desk at a 9 by 9 cubicle... Yeah, that's no, true. No. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't see that happening. Well, anyway, um, <coughs> a couple thing other things that I saw is uh, Charlie's flat where they went and found like what was that a hardware store or uh, a, a couple? Uh, it was the fourth story of uh, some building in Hawaii. Right. Do you know what that building was? I forget already. My notes are not copious enough. What was it? The antique store? Maybe the- it was. But anyway, um, they... No, they said to scrap the antique store out. They were going to cover that up with something else, to take that out of the shot. Okay, but anyway... Anyway... They, they found this uh, fourth story of this warehouse kind of place, and it was completely... It was a brewery. That's it, brewery. Thank you. So, uh, teaching. Uh, if I had some really neat um, sound you effects... you would applaud for me. Yeah. Here, I'll so. do it for myself. <laughs> <coughs> anyway... Um, so they took this empty space and they show... The fourth floor is just completely empty. And, and, and they can go wall. in and do anything they want with it. And they did. And they did such and an awesome did. job. It was really cool. It was really neat to see it before and after. And then um, the details that they went into to do all the things to make it look like London. Was amazing. I mean, it, all the way down to street signage and making the signs not only look good and look real, but also look old. I mean the yeah and like, authentic. <coughs> well, you said real, but you know, it, it looks very um, authentic to the time and the place that you know where Charlie would have been living. Mm-hmm. And, and that place in his life. Go ahead. And of course, they had a difficult time. It, they wanted to tell the story of Charlie going back to his childhood, at least a, a dream of it, anyway. And they needed to find. An English style looking home, which is next to impossible <laughs> in, in Hawaii. But they did find a, like a bed and breakfast type place. It looked I think like. he even said he said they're few and none. Yes, <laughs> they're few and none. But they did find um, a bed and breakfast, and we've seen it before in Raised by Another. In Raised by Another, it was um, Richard, Richard Mal- Malkin's 
home. Yes. And so, uh, and it was kind of cool because they kind of showed that scene. And then they yeah. showed that that uh, scene where Charlie's playing piano as a little boy. And then you can totally tell. It's you the can same. totally tell yeah. it's the same place, but it does look a little different how they they filmed it and stuff. So that was kind of neat. And <coughs> and then um, uh, they had the uh, part of the fire plus water where Charlie's uh, flashback kind of goes. He's you know he's singing with Liam or whatever, and then he's playing. <coughs> excuse me, playing the piano, and then he's uh, playing the piano in the water. Well, no, that's from his his childhood childhood oh, flashback okay, right. where he's playing the piano and then he's playing on the beach and then he's playing on the beach and then the piano falls over in the water and kind of floats, floats away. away. The piano that's floating away is <laughs> not fake. a piano; it's a fake <laughs> piano filled with foam <laughs> so that it will float. Exactly. I mean, that, how cool is that? And then, of course, they showed like the makeup artist people. And you know um, they did the uh, the prosthetic piece on his cheek to, mm-hmm. so that they could do a suture. That was pretty nifty. That was nifty. Makes the scenes where they I poke a needle through. What'd you say? I said nifty. Did you say nifty? I did. Wow. <coughs> and then uh, yeah, it made the it made the scenes where it shows him sticking a needle into his cheek a little bit easier to watch, knowing that that was fake, as if we didn't know already. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird how but, you can no, get involved in the story. Absolutely, you get so involved in the story. Like, you know, when you're watching Fire Plus Water, you are completely immersed in Charlie's backstory. Mm-hmm. So you really think they're in London, you know, and it's or just... Or really on the beach getting a needle stuck in their cheek. Absolutely. And, you know, it, it was very cool to see that, you know, how they really make the show. Because I think a lot of times when I watch... A television show, I think that they go to some soundstage for, you know, 14 to 20 hours a day and film a show, and then it's on TV. Well, in many shows, that's exactly it. There's a soundstage, and everything's done in this right. studio with an audience, and <coughs> in some cases, there's but an audience. Lost, you can't. Well, they could. They could do a, quite a bit of it. In fact, they... I wonder how much of the actual in the hatch scenes was probably done in some sort of soundstage. So, um, that's they didn't, true. They didn't show us any of the hatch stuff, and I don't think they don't think showed much in that was episode. In was that, there? Yeah. Anyway, um, the film in the box. Now, here's my question: They showed they showed them. It's like, listen, when it comes down to the deadline at 7 p.m., they cut the film out of the camera and they put because it in they these. have to ship it to <coughs> Los Angeles. Yes. So every day, whether they're finished filming or not, they change film. That's right. And they change film and they cut it out. Um, I'm sure they continue to film some stuff. Well, yeah, they showed them, they showed them change. Okay. Change the reel. Right. But uh, anyway, so they show all these canisters. They get packed up into a box and some lady throws them in. Or they carry them she to a van and this driver them. drives them to the airport. She escorts the okay. film to and, the airport. Hold on. And then these boxes of film get placed onto an airline. And then there's this one guy that picks them up at the airport. He's a production. It, what did it, it? It said production assistant, but it said assist post production assistant. Yeah, post production assistant, and it's like not even a post production manager. I mean, I, I'm thinking, okay, this is lost. This is the last 22 well, days worth of work. I'm sure he's a personal assistant to. Someone very important. Yeah, but I'm like... Don't knock him. He's got a big job. He, he's got a... I'm thinking I would not want his job. I wouldn't want the stress of that job. Could you imagine? 
I, of course, if he was not an honest guy, could you imagine how much money he could make if if those things ended up missing somewhere? <laughs> yeah, we don't want to go there. <coughs> the though. lost episode found ten years later. Okay. And the production assistant happens to be a millionaire today. Hmm. <laughs> anyway, but I'm thinking lost luggage. I mean, what if these things had... They're in Tibet or something, you know? And heaven forbid they get put into the... the Packed away with luggage with an Apple computer or a, a Dell computer that blows up with their laptop batteries. Of course, only are only... Te- Maybe they're the only thing on the flight. <laughs> they need a plane just for the lost film. But maybe here's, they couldn't disclose that because it's confidential. Yeah, maybe they make us they just didn't show think you that they do that. Putting them on the plane. Yeah, they, uh, I'm sure they duplicate everything, right? So here, here's the question I have. I mean, we're in a digital world, aren't we? Mm. I'm thinking. I'm thinking we're digital here. I mean, and and look at us. I mean, you don't see us cranking up the eight millimeter tape machine here, <laughs> and then shipping this over to our post production. Uh, Studio down on you know the even film down on pretty the high th- tech down on the twelfth floor, you know. Yeah, but did you see the soundboard where they mix the sound? That was in? an awesome soundboard. Was we like so the, need one of those in the studio. It's the size of this room. I, I bet you we could have a panel discussion with two thousand people. It's the length of this room. It is. Well, th- this and, and and this is a very sizable room. I'm, I'm talking the, the length of a football field here that we're in right now. Maybe half. Half. But uh, <coughs> anyway, that that's neither here nor there. Um, In fact, people don't realize it, but, but I mean, we really go out of our way to make sure that you don't hear the echo and everything that, you know, because when we take off the special filters, I mean, it's, we're really, this is a huge room. Okay, so anyway... Why we put up with you? I don't know. I, why do people listen to us? I, I mean, we we have been doing this for almost a year. Almost a year. And thousands of people still listen to us. But anyway, sorry. So <laughs> we, we were talking. No, I'm thinking we're digital. Okay. Right. We're totally digital. I mean, they could be recording this in high definition digital camera with. I mean, they got all the money in the world. For lost, I mean, really, that why are they still filming with film and taking the chance of losing that film? Maybe it's just more real. I, I guess so. I mean, it, it's it's something. It just seems to me maybe that there's a lot of you. there's a lot of risk involved, and perhaps Dina Scott could could come in and uh, she's a project management expert, and you can find her podcast at controllingchaos.com. Uh, you can write me a check later for that sponsorship there. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> I'm just totally you kidding. You are rotten. No, but maybe she can tell us about the risk management that's involved that she that they probably go through to make sure that nothing um, happens to that film. But anyway, I'm thinking digital, you know. I'm sure it's insured. And that way it can be backed up, you know, stored on multiple servers around the world. Yeah, but and- those crash too. Well, you store copies in multiple servers in different states and countries and locations, and and it's all good. Okay. So I'm thinking, you know, maybe the producers of the show need to come over here and we'll talk, and I can consult them in the ways of digital media. (laughs) Yeah, right. right. So, um, what about the ADR, automatic digital replacement? That is so cool, wasn't it? (coughs) Charlie is out there swimming in the water, and obviously, when they filmed. 
they could not hear Dominic at all. Right. I mean, the set. Well, the they could have brought up the sound and and amplified it, and then of course they would have amplified the waves and that would have kind of. And it was a high a, tide, so when when they shot that scene, yeah, so it, it was. It would know, have sounded loud horrible. And crashing. So and, what they do is they they actually just replace that audio and have Dominic come in and act out. In his, that in was so cool, as if he's, he's filming for himself. a cartoon. Well, did you see him? He was watching himself yeah, on, on the on the monitor, and he's you know he was even making the swimming motions with his arms. Well, you have and, to to get into character well, I know, and, and I know, just stuff but like that. It was it was cool. Yeah, it was it was really cool to see that part. In fact, I did a um, a little uh, automatic dialogue replacement on uh, generally speaking about the church episode number four. Uh, which is my interview with Dr. Ralph W. Nabier Jr. And <laughs> what's funny is that if you go and listen to that, it sounds as if it's a straightforward, we're talking back and forth to each other. The fact is, is that everything I said in the original interview, I said at, you know, in, I replaced with my exact words and the way I said them. But in the original recording, when I actually did the interview, the kids were upstairs for the first 20 minutes making lots of noise, and so you could hear all kinds of stuff going on. So I went in and took out and replaced every single part that I right. did in the interview and re-recorded when it was quiet in the house. And so, anyway, <coughs> yeah, it's kind of neat to see that. What I, what I came up that that was definitely me. Uh, what I came away with <coughs> after watching this was in a, a very deep appreciation for all the different aspects that go into this. I mean, it, it you know the production quality and and stuff like that is simply amazing when you consider what they start with, and that is absolutely from nothing. And the genius and the brilliance that it takes to put together an episode of Lost is simply amazing, down to the the guy who picks up the film at the airport in California. Or wherever it goes. Is it California? Yeah. Los Angeles is okay. in California. Well, I didn't know if it was New York or where they where they ship all that stuff to. Los. L-A-X. Los Angeles. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I can't talk right now. I'm sorry. So, I can tell you that, that I, what I came away with this was... Um, they they're showing a scene where I believe that they're circling um, Locke as he's watching yes. um, Charlie and... Um, capturing that whole dark side of Locke, which they've used before mm-hmm. um, in season one, and so they're doing this this dramatic scene, and but we are seeing them actually record it, and Jack Bender, who directed it, is talking about it. But you know what he's doing? What's he doing? He is eating what has to be the most delicious pineapple. <laughs> oh my gosh. You came. You watched the whole thing, and you came away with the fact that their producers of the show are. He's sitting there on the beach in his director's chair eating pineapple, and it just looked really good. That's that's all. I, I like to say. now. See, when I saw that, I saw I didn't see the pineapple. I saw the cool little track that the camera the cool rides track. on. Yeah, that is pretty. That cool. is nifty. I need one of those for yeah. my home videos. That would that, be cool. Would, I don't think you could get your kids to stand in the circles yeah, yeah. that way. That definitely wouldn't happen. <laughs> but. Um, I need one of those things that allow me to be up in the air, boomed around the kids. <laughs> there you go. So, but um, uh, the coloring, the the, the, coloring the guy who colors amazing. the film frame by frame, 
simply amazing. They showed this one part of Charlie in the Flat where they kind of, <coughs> when he did cool off the scene or whatever by right. adding some blue adding to it. Blue. And he shows a little before and the after. And simply amazing. All the different work. And, and the thing is, is they showed this, they call this the anatomy of a episode from concept to creation. The, the truth of the matter is, is that Damon Lindelof and Carlton Cuse and Jack Bender and the actors, they all get, they're all in the spotlight. <coughs> and in here, you get the guy who does the coloring. Uh, you got the lady who drives the film to, from, Hawaii, you know, from Hawaii on scene to the airport. You got the production assistant who picks up the the film. You got the guy who takes it down from one department in in the studios to take it down to the editing room. You got to see some of the editors. the The funny thing is, is I am so certain that there are a host of hundreds of people who work their butts off on this episode that still we have no idea who they are and how important their job is to this. Well, we saw that they showed the professional swimmer who went out and showed Dominic the the diagonal line that he would have to swim through um, through the the waves to make the scene look right. Um, I mean, even down to that, you know, the guy on the guys on the jet ski who take the cradle out to the, you know, middle of the ocean. It, it's just there's so many, so many hands that and hard work that go into making this show that yeah. we watch. After what, <coughs> after watching this, I'll probably be less critical of things like the continuity errors that are so blatantly obvious, such as in Two for the Road. Where Charlie is looking for Libby in the daytime, and then immediately, Hurley. Fa- I'm sorry, Harley, Hurley, Harley. I'm, you got me thinking <laughs> about LAX. Remember that show, yeah. Harley? Yeah. Anyway, um, it didn't last long. It didn't. Um, <laughs> never mind. Moving right Continuity along. Continuity errors. Continuity. Hurley's looking for Libby in the and, daytime. In the daytime, and then and the then the next thing you know, it's nighttime, and, and it kind of, you know, I kind of brought that up, but the <clears throat> it totally makes sense. And you know what? How how much more do I appreciate it now that I've seen this this concept of creation? Sure, I should have known all the work that goes in, but you don't. You don't. You don't. And, and I think we really take for granted all the hard work that goes into all the shows that that are on TV right yeah. now. Um, we expect a certain um, we expect a certain quality <laughs> and a certain excellence, but at the same time, we take it for granted. And I still don't believe that this episode probably did even a a drop's worth of excuse me justice to the hard work that really does go into that right. episode. I right. I think this probably days. still made it look easy. Twenty four days it takes to make one episode, <coughs> one forty two length, forty two minute length episode. Yeah. Anyway, so that's our little review of... That's the wrapping up of the Season 2 DVD set review. There's more stuff we haven't even... I mean, we haven't even hardly broke the shrink wrap yet. Right. In proverbial terms. But we do want to share some other things with you. And uh, one of the things that I've, I've been wanting to do for quite some time is to really help some of our new Lost fans out there. And we picked up quite a few brand new Lost fans this this summer during <coughs> during our summer review of seasons one and two, and so I want to share with you some important online resources uh, if you're really like some of the people out there and have a lot of free time in your hands, 
and you want to look at some stuff online, I have what I put together as the the must-go places on the net to find Lost. Mm -hmm. And Stephanie, you want to share with them the first one? The first one is lostlinks.net. Okay. And what is that? (coughs) Well, let me click on it. Oh, that is... um that is a place where you can go where you can find um, like the top links of the day concerning Lost. You can find all kinds of articles about um, cast members and, and show spoilers mm-hmm. and just almost anything Lost, I think. I would say that the, the title pretty much says it all. Mm-hmm. Lost links because Lost links, cause it, it's a <coughs> page of links. Lost related, and I would say there are probably more than uh, more than a thousand links on here, and it goes all the way from all the places you can get merchandise, um, magazine galleries. You can uh, find Lost fan sites in every country of the world, just about. Um, you can Podcast. find wallpapers, icons, and banners. Absolutely, you can find podcasts. You can find quizzes. You can find Cast bios. <coughs> yes. I mean, just absolutely everything. You can find interviews that that the actors do with uh, TV hosts, uh, show hosts. And so lostlinks.net is definitely a site that I frequent on a regular basis. Now, the next thing I want to talk to you about is lostpedia.com. Now, Lostpedia is the online encyclopedia of Lost. <coughs> it is very detailed and it has lots of great information and it's very, very well organized. And it you could literally get lost in this this resource here. And is this I, the one that has the um the scripts, the dialogue, line for line? It's I don't think the scripts are in Lostpedia. I could be wrong. I've never found them there because I go to another place to get those. In fact, that's a that's the next link on the list here. Okay. So if you the next one is actually the transcripts ah, of Lost. Lost TV transcripts. Okay. It, it's exactly it. That is lost-tv.com forward slash transcripts. And of course, within <coughs> just after the episodes airs, usually about two days or three days afterwards, an entire script word for word is posted to the site. And you can <coughs> go through and say, what did they say? Or exactly who said that? And uh, our good friend Rem actually took all the transcripts and pasted them all in a Word document. So you can do control F and find dialogue from any episode of Lost. <laughs> no way. Hey, Rem, send me an updated copy of that. It's been a while since I had that. So anyway, that. but yes, transcripts online, those are really handy to go back and see. And of course, no Lost fan would... <coughs> can go without a registered membership to thefuselage.com, which is the official, the official forum online for for Lost fans. And it was put together by J.J. Abrams and the creators of Lost. And I will tell you that if you go into the threaded edition of the forum, and if you're not into forums yet or anything like that, it, it can be kind of confusing at first, but give it a try. I will encourage you to go to um, thefuselage.com and look for the the place where you can talk to the VIPs and, and stuff like that and look for the actors. And if you find the um, place where you can go and post a message for Jorge Garcia, 
I will guarantee you, you will get a response if you leave him a, a question. Because he is fanatical about answering every single message that they post. I think that's so cool. I, yes. I really do. He is, he is you know, actually my favorite actor on Lost because of his dedicated act, uh, uh, involvement with the fans. It's it's amazing. Yep. And so, of course, and then there is the Lost Podcasting Network. Yes. Which you can find at, let's see here, uh, that is lostcasts, plural, dot blogspot.com. And you can find not only our podcast, but a host of other Lost podcasts that are out there that <coughs> talk about Lost. And then, of course, my favorite forum that I frequent on a semi-regular basis would be the Generally Speaking Lost Forum. You can find that by going to generallyspeakingpodcast.com, and then on the right-hand menu, look over to the right, the very first link on the page would be the Generally Speaking Podcast Network Lost Forum. Click there. You have to sign in and register because we had too many problems with spammers. But this is where other listeners from our podcast get together and congregate and talk and theorize about Lost and and <coughs> things of that nature. <laughs> so moving right along. It's been a while. Yes, it has. So yeah, th- those are some of the the places. Now there are there are millions of other sites and millions of other resources. And quite honestly, they're all great. And you've got andfound.com, you've got lost.com, you've got um, Sledge website. I mean, the, the fact is, is if you go to lostlinks.net, it pretty much has links to everything. So right. you go <coughs> go there to your one-stop shop for all your links. So, uh, yeah, moving right along. Lost in the news. Okay, so is this... Oh, lost in the news. I just heard it in my ear. <laughs> Sorry. I, was, I need to take a break from talking for I, a little bit. I, I wasn't all that paying attention. So you just want me to start with this first article here? Yeah, tell them about it. Thing. Tell them to keep their clothes on? Something about <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, lost actors ordered to keep clothes on um, by Colin Mahan of TV.com. No more skinny dipping on Hawaiian beaches for stars of the hit ABC show. Lost producers said season three would be the sexiest season yet. But they didn't mean this. Matthew Fox, Dominic Monaghan, and Josh Holloway, Holloway, who played Jack, Charlie, and Sawyer, respectively, on the ABC show, have been ordered by showrunners to stop doffing their clothes and yeah, and swimming nude in the whatever doffing means. I assume that means taking off. <laughs> okay. And swimming in the nude in the warm Pacific waters. The actors have all spoken of their love for skinny dipping. Fox appeared on Oprah and said, I do swim nude. And I coax other people to go nude as well. I have a reputation for being a skinny dipper. I own it. Show producers are worried that paparazzi may sneak a snap of the naughty actors frolicking and splashing naked in the waves. So my question is, the, yeah. the, the unquote for Colin's art, my, what is the problem with this? <laughs> I'm sure that the the show if just doesn't enjoy- need the publicity of... It's not going to be bad publicity. <laughs> Seriously. Let's just say they don't want people doing a YouTube video to Bob Dylan's uh, blowing in the wind. <laughs> okay. The answer, my friend. Okay, please don't sing. blowing in the wind. Please don't sing. Okay, go ahead and do that next door. <laughs> okay, but I, I'm still stuck on the first one. <laughs> Moving right along. Okay. Um, 
See, Matthew Fox gets belongings back. Um, United Press International. ABC Lost star Matthew Fox sent his former landlord a case of fine wine for returning some of his long-lost belongings from his New York apartment. Okay. One of Jeffrey Walk's maintenance workers found Fox's diary, well, wedding album, and private photo albums while cleaning out the basement Fox lived in before he became a star on Party of Five, um, the New York Post reported Monday. Once the actor hit the big time, he moved to Los Angeles, apparently unaware of the items left behind in New York. Walk packed... Walk packed up the goods and sent them to the star, who rewarded him with a case of expensive wine and a personal thank you note. Okay, here's the thing. If I am Walk, W-O-L-K, Mr. Walk, if I am him, I'm pretty bummed about this. I Why mean, is that? Unless I'm really into wine. and But, I mean, hello, did you hear what, what Matthew Fox left behind? How much money? Okay. Okay, hold on. How much money... Is Matthew Fox's diary worth? Not more than your own self-respect. Okay, I completely get you, okay? I understand. And he did the right thing. Absolutely. He absolutely did the right thing, especially the wedding album, the diary. You really want to talk about the wedding album? What wife leaves their wedding album in a basement? Okay. Hello. God love her. She must have been a busy woman. This guy... Has just returned to you your personal diary, your wedding album, and your private photo albums. Okay, he and all you do is you give him a personal note of thanks and send him a you know, what is it twenty five thousand sixty thousand dollars worth of wine. I don't. I, I. It doesn't say how much the wine's worth, but anyway, I. I, I would like say. I don't know. I. I, I just. I don't know. I, I should there be more? I don't know. I I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I think I I I, I have no idea. But well, I, I, how much is I would it, how much that, is a case of expensive wine? I would assume that. Okay, if he lived in that apartment for any amount of time, that he probably knows him. They had some sort of. This was before he was, you know, be- before, before he, he hit the big time. It sure. says. Um, <laughs> I'm sure that they had some type of relationship, so maybe he sent him a gift that was personal. Maybe. Maybe the wine is a personal gift. Yeah. <coughs> you know, just because you don't like wine doesn't mean that other people That's don't. That's true. I'm bringing my own personal bias into it. So you are. I'm, I'm, maybe I'm... Maybe, maybe, I'm maybe, stumped that they would leave their wedding album, though. I, I'm just, I don't know. Yeah. <coughs> Maybe it's just our own financial situation that just kind of makes me think, yeah, a box of wine? <laughs> I don't a box know. of wine you could get pretty drunk and forget your financial situation. I don't think I'm going to do that. <coughs> <coughs> anyway, moving right along. Uh, Portuguese Lost Podcast. Now, uh, we have been, I have been emailing with Vladimir. And okay. v- Vladimir t- has been... Uh, uh, emailing me, telling me, uh, you know, about you know his new podcast he's getting ready to start, and he said that he'd be plugging our show. Although, if I wanted to listen, he probably I wouldn't understand a word he was saying in his podcast, so I, I wouldn't know if he's actually saying anything good about me or not. <laughs> <coughs> so, <coughs> anyway, I figured we probably have a large amount of Portuguese listeners to our podcast, 
as far as people who at least understand and speak Portuguese. And for those who do not, I beg your pardon for the next 57 seconds. Oi, pessoal. Meu nome é Vladimir César. E o meu é Karine César. Juntos nós produzimos o SOS Lost Podcast, um programa dedicado à série de TV Lost. Toda semana nós fazemos um novo programa baseado no último episódio apresentado na ABC Americana. Na primeira parte do programa nós fazemos uma rápida revisão do episódio. Na segunda nos aprofundamos mais no mistério da ilha, discutimos a mitologia da série e a relação entre os personagens. A gente também vai passar para vocês as últimas notícias do que está rolando na produção da série, no Havaí e em Los Angeles. E para finalizar, nós temos uma sessão dizendo o que vem por aí, o que ainda vai acontecer em Los. O show vai ao ar todo sábado pela manhã, com as últimas notícias sobre a nossa série favorita. As notas do programa e o fórum de discussão você encontra no site soslostpodcast.com Fique ligado Stay lost e namastê Sweet That's very cool to listen to Anyway, if you are a Portuguese speaking person or at least understanding person uh, <laughs> check out the SOS Lost Podcast at soslostpodcast.com You know what I caught out of that whole clip? What did you catch? Is that no matter where you are in the world, you still say podcast. Podcast. It, that's exactly how that means. It, 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 it's is, a podcast. It's a podcast. Anyway, speaking of lost podcasters, do you remember Ryan and Jen? So totally. From the old transmission podcast? Well, we have tons of great stuff from Ryan and Jen. And the first thing we're going to do is uh, have Ryan and Jen give us a book review of a new book coming out called Finding Loss, An Unofficial Guide. And let's go ahead and let them take this. This is going to be seven minutes. Gives me a t- chance to take a breath. Uh, There's less ahead. than a month there to go. go before Lost returns with season three and anticipation is running high. Unfortunately, the last stretch is sometimes the hardest to endure. This summer, though, Lost fans have had a lot of things to occupy themselves. Everything from the Lost Experience, the alternative reality game, to Comic Con, message boards and blogs, and of course, Lost Fan Podcast. There are also Lost Books. And next week, just in time for Season 3, a new title is coming out. Perhaps the perfect thing to curl up with as you daydream for the return of Lost. Here to talk about this new book in a special sneak preview is sweet and sexy Super Lost fan Jen. Thanks for joining us, Jen. Hi. So, tell us about this latest addition to your Lost library. It's called Finding Lost, an Unofficial Guide. It's by Nikki Stafford, who's written books about uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, mm-hmm. Angel, and Alias. So, no stranger to shows with a big fan base. Now, my first question to you is, how up-to-date is this book? We've read a number of uh, Lost books, but some of them, because it takes months to put together, we're really you know, still conjecturing about questions that we actually now know the answer to. How far up-to-date is this book? It covers the season finale of season two. Oh, okay. So, it's, it knows basically about as much as we do. Yes. So, uh, is it a quick read? How big is this book? Did it take you a while? It's quite big. It's about 370 pages roughly it's easy and it's fun but i wouldn't say that it's quick Mm. because she goes into great detail about every single episode she analyzes things almost to death you know clues 
things that pop up, she really goes into very great detail. So is this a book for someone who's watched the show and knows all of the stuff about it? Or is this more maybe a good primer for someone who doesn't watch the show? I would say it would make a decent primer. It really does explain everything from the beginning. And you really don't need to see all of it. You could be a casual fan and still understand what she's saying. But if you've watched the show, if you're listening to podcasts and reading the message boards, would this book bore you to tears? No, not at all. Well, what is its redeeming feature then? Well, what I personally liked about this book is that the end of every episode recap, it has kind of subdivisions. She goes over did you notices, you know, the small things that um, were important to pick up, the appearances of the numbers, um, how many times somebody was hurt in a single episode. It lays things out in, in a very organized fashion, and it's, it's very easy to keep track of things. Now, some lost books have been kind of like commentaries. Uh, some have been really snarky. Some have been very academic. Uh, what approach is Nikki taking to the show here? She's a fan. She's absolutely a big fan. She's And she's not afraid to say when something on the show doesn't agree with her. She's very forthcoming about her feelings about some of the episodes. She's very forthcoming about her feelings about the lost experience and the bad twin tie-in. Mm. And you can really appreciate her commentary because it's really coming from somebody who appears to like the show and appreciate it on a lot of levels. But she's not really trying to be objective. She's actually, you know, kind of weaving her own voice and she's taking a stand. Right. For example, what things uh, really struck you as a, as a Nikki statement? She hates the episode Fire and Water. Oh, the Charlie flashback. The Charlie flashback. She's not shy about sharing her feelings about fire <laughs> and water. All right. So uh, that, that definitely sounds interesting. Well, if she's a fan, does she uh, come down on on a shipper side or on the mysteries and sci-fi side? I It's hard to tell. I, I wouldn't say she comes down on, on either side. Maybe more shipper side, but there's really not much of that in there. It, it's really kind of an overview of everything, everything, you know, the, the relationships, the sci-fi, the mystery, the human drama. She explores every facet of the story. Does Nikki have a overarching theory of her own? Does she kind of advocate a particular worldview about what's going on on Laws? No, no, she doesn't conjecture too much. She really just tries to go over what she's seen so far and, and not project or, or predict anything that's going to happen. Well, is there anything else in this book besides the episode-by-episode episode analyses and breakdowns of the things that you see in each? Lots of stuff. There is lots of stuff in this book. Oh. One of my personal favorite sections, and actually it occurs throughout the book, she talks about books that have appeared on the show. Hmm, like she, uh, Watership Down. And right, some... and Brothers Karamazov. She does a like a five-page summation of the Brothers Karamazov, and it's really interesting. Well, that's cool. So it's kind of like a, a set of miniature cliff notes, so you can see what those stories are about and how they might connect with Lost. Right, and you can also kind of decide if you want to invest the time in reading the novels. Also, there's a list of character connections. It explains how the characters have uh, popped up in each other's flashbacks. Mm -hmm. There's a location map. It shows uh, where the filming has been all around the island and explains how they're used in each episode. There are actor biographies. There's a very complete index of fan websites and podcasts and forums. So it's really kind of one-stop shopping for fans. 
Well, so uh, sounds like you're saying it's a book for beginners, but also for uh, pros like you. Yeah, I mean, I've seen every single episode, but I still took away a lot from this book. Was there anything that uh, in it that you didn't think about or that was new to you? She mentions a whole Scott and Steve business, how everybody's confused about them. And she also mentions the deal with the SUV and, and Sarah's car in uh, Man of Science, Man of Faith, the, the first mm-hmm. episode of season two. And she explains those two things in a way that I hadn't really considered before, and it brings up new possibilities. Cool. Oh, and also, there are a lot of really cool pictures in this book. <laughs> oh, yeah, really? Yeah, taken by some weirdo who seems to go around to all the locations to take pictures. <laughs> well, that's good to know. I mean, I personally need a book with a lot of pictures. It's been a really, really busy publishing year for Lost Books, and uh, I guess you've pretty much read them all. Yes, I have. Uh, How does this one rank up? It's my personal favorite, actually. Mm. This is a really good book. It's not too snarky. It's not too dry. It's just right. Well, uh, there you have it. Finding Lost, the unofficial guide by Nikki Stafford from Jenna. Five-star review right there. Five Apollo bars. (laughs) Okay, five Apollo bar review. So uh, watch for it coming out in the next week or so in your local bookstore or on Amazon.com. Coming at you from the island, uh, otherwise known as uh, Honolulu, Hawaii, for the Lost Podcasting Network, I'm Ryan. And I'm Jen. Mahalo for listening, everyone. Aloha. Aloha. What do you think about that, Stephanie? I think I need that book. It sounds Yeah, definitely we need to hook ourselves up with a copy of that. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, definitely want to get a copy of that. Anyway, that's not all. <coughs> hey, that's not that bad. I went upstairs and took a dilysium, whatever that bottle is of cough suppressant. Okay. And uh, that cough was not nearly as bad. So, oh yeah, good. Um, anyway, uh, oh, I was going to say, that's not all the Ryan and Jen that we have. Actually, it's all the Jen that we have. But it's, it's not, not all, all the Ryan, Ryan we have. Ryan and Jen actually had the opportunity to have lunch with Jorge Garcia and, and Daniel Day Kim. How awesome is that? And you can go to, um, there are two things. First of all, I first found out about it from Hawaii Up, uh, episode number 45. And Hawaii Up, <coughs> for those of you who don't know, although Ryan and Jen no longer do their Lost podcast, Ryan still does his Hawaiian podcast and keeps us up to date what's going on in Hawaii. And, of course, they talk about Lost quite a bit sometimes. And so, uh, <coughs> anyway, in their Hawaii Up uh, episode number 45, they played portions of an interview that they did after they had lunch with Jorge and Daniel about um, their life in Hawaii because they kept it with the Hawaiian yeah. theme. But as far as the interview dealing with Lost... He put that on his website at hawaiiup.com forward slash lost. And he also sent us a a higher quality version of that to play snippets in our podcast. And so what I want to do... That's so cool of him. Thank you, Ryan. (coughs) Yes, thank you so much, Ryan. Uh, I want to play just a a one four minute and 32 second clip from this interview, which I think is the best portion of the interview. Although I only made it halfway through before I had to stop editing and come home tonight. So... Okay. I can't. I don't know what the second half of the interview is. So if I miss something, bring that at a later time. Maybe. So any, but anyway, if you want to hear the full interview, definitely go over to hawaiiup.com forward slash lost. Here we go. Lost has such a huge following that it's hard for things to be kept secret sometimes. And 
whether it's because the press release has to go out with the with the names of the actors in it, or someone's walking down the street like me having lunch in Chinatown and sees uh, Michelle Rodriguez in a cop uniform. Um, spoilers are a big trade out there. How does I mean? Well, how do you feel about them? For one thing, I mean, do they upset you guys? Well, as long as it's not coming from me, I don't really <laughs> yeah. have a problem with it. Doesn't <laughs> bother me. <laughs> But uh, what, does, does uh, Carlton Cuse throw his uh, coffee mug against the wall? And no, I, I, I think they, they go to certain lengths to make sure that certain parts of the show stay very secret, and I think they should. You know, I, especially now with the internet, you know, everyone has access to information almost instantaneously, and uh, you know, for the sake of um, drama, I think it's better if certain things are left to come out when they're intended to. I think there's enough of the audience that just enjoys watching Lost without delving too hard into what's going on on the internet mm -hmm. and what's going on in all the other uh, areas that um, it's still a surprise for them. I mean, because like I have friends who'd call me about you know reveals that would happen on the show, but. These are reveals that like people on the internet have already been suspicious about anyway, so it's just kind of coming true for them. But their people were still shocked, like because like people were had suspicions that Libby was perhaps a mental patient already, and she was lying about um, the psychology stuff. And so, but there's still people who were like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe it." <laughs> Actually, I would say probably the bulk, the, the easy bulk of your fans are in that boat. You know, they're watching it when it comes on, enjoying it as it's yeah, presented. So I think it will be enough of a surprise to those people. I think the only people who get bothered by spoilers are the people who would actually spoil the people who didn't want to know about right. something. Right. Well, that's the thing too. Like I think because there are so many spoilers out there for not just for our show, but for television and film in general now that people now actively defend themselves against the spoilers and say, "I will not go to this website because I right. know they print spoilers there." So. Yeah. I want to know when it comes out. Yeah, or there's great wrong spoilers. <laughs> oh, that's true too. The foilers. And I enjoy those. Like when you hear, like, like it would be like, oh, who's going to die? It'd be like Charlie and Terry. They're all, they, they, like, at one point, everyone was going to die mm -hmm. somewhere on a spoiler in the, after, like, in the finale of season two. So it was like, okay. There's enough red herrings out exactly. there and I don't think it's that big of a deal do you ever consider you know generating your own foilers just to make things well I, I did a little one early on when uh, there was a theory out there that said that they thought Hurley was on the island ahead of time before the crash and uh, and so I then went online and I said you know what he's not in any of the airplane sequences in the interior <laughs> of the plane because I wasn't. I didn't shoot any of those, so I, I put that in there. That got them all kinda, excited. <laughs> kind of get that ball a little rolling a little further. Well, we're going to have to watch out for that. Now. Did you sign it, Jorge Garcia? Uh, the real early, I mean it. <laughs> I forgot what I was called on that site. I mean, that was the early ABC site. I gotcha. It might have been the real early. I think I, I, think I did that at one point. <laughs> Well, speaking of those sites, and again, the, the, the show's massive following of, of the characters or actors on the show, you guys actually, you know, venture into these waters, these sometimes frightening, churning waters of, of fan interaction. I think we're the only two, right, right? Uh, Terry, Terry pops in sometimes, too, I oh, think. Oh, right. Jorge goes in a lot. I don't know. I, see, I'm not, I mean, that's, you know, that's my culture, I think, you know, getting obsessed about... Uh, TV shows and toys and comic books and 
games and all that stuff. And so I'm happy to go there. I'm like, these are my people. I'm going there to, you know, say hi. I like the idea that you can interact with the people who appreciate the show and, and what you do. And, and I think that's a cool way of just saying thanks, you know. Yeah, Terry had the best quote that I ever heard where he said, um, it makes you feel good sometimes when all you got to do is show up and you make someone's day. Hmm. I mean, how can you not appreciate that? Yeah. Oh, did you turn me back on? Well, that was the end of that little spot. Oh. You wanted to say something to me? I was. <laughs> can you say it in front of the microphone? I can. I was just thinking about that whole... Um, we had podcasted back in August about how um, we got to go see um, Stephen Curtis Chapman. Yes. Because Scott Sheriff mm-hmm. listens to our show. Yep. And, and we've become friends with him. And... While we were standing backstage talking with Scott, didn't he say that he went to school with Daniel? Yes. He called him Danny Kim. He called him Danny Kim. Okay, thank you. And they you. were in, like, Youth for Life Do you know what that something? is? What? Six degrees of separation. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> that we just are totally o- clicked in my head while Listen I was listening to, this. to him talk. We, we are only three degrees of separation <laughs> from Daniel Day Kim and four from Jorge Garcia. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So anyway, that just it, that it so proves it. It just made sense in my I'm head. I'm sitting there thinking, how could I be talk? six degrees away from Jorge Garcia? You know? Yeah. It does. <laughs> we got us, Scott Sheriff. We met personally. Yep. Scott Sheriff went to some kind of play school or something with Danny Kim, mm-hmm. and then we have Danny Kim now working side by side with Jorge Garcia. Mm-hmm. Wow. You're welcome. I gave that to you. That totally rocked. The the one thing that um, I, w- I I want to play this I last. I think we'll end up podcasting on that show. Six degrees. I uh, we'll see. Are you going to produce that one? I'll try. <laughs> we'll see I'll how try. that goes. Anyway, I'm going to see. If, I'm going to back this up ten seconds. Okay. Because I want you to hear what he says. Terry Terry O'Quinn says. Okay. It should feel good sometimes when all you got to do is show up, and you make someone's day. Hmm. I mean, how can you not appreciate that? Let, let me tell you something. That is totally true for them. I mean, and, and I'm glad Terry O'Quinn gets it, and I'm glad that, that Jorge and, and Daniel Day Kim get this, okay? Because we were sitting there one night, mm-hmm. and I get this email that pulls up and says, hey, you have a voicemail, you know, from your generally speaking listener line. I'm like, hey, cool. I'll check this out. And then it's, <coughs> hey, Cliff Stephanie, this is Jorge. I heard you talking about me. That totally made our day. He was such like a child. That it was, was so cute. I mean, it totally made our day. And so he's calling our neighbors. I'm like, dude, do you it watch did. Lost? It did. It made it absolutely. It made our day. Yep. So absolutely. And all you have to do is show up. Yep. Anyway, moving right along. In fact, so much it made our day that we we actually updated the listener feedback. Absolutely. To include that in our we little bumper. We would be wrong bumper. not to. Yes. Yes. Colonel Locke, is this line secure? Line secure, go ahead. Hey, Cliff, Stephanie, Toy. This is Michelle from Texas. This is Kim from Indiana. Josh from California. Jennifer from Florida. Sam in Tucson. Kimberly from California. Paul in Memphis, Tennessee. Listener feedback. Target area is acquired. We are a go. Roger that. Okay, so we have some listener feedback. 
And this week, I am going to allow Stephanie, if you wouldn't mind, to read some of the emails. And the first one is from Sharon Wang from Boston, Massachusetts. And the subject title of her email is the new au pair flashback. All right. Hi, Cliff and Stephanie. You probably already picked up on this, but there is definitely something in the awkwardness between Shannon and the French guy from the new au pair flashback. Um, I had to be sure, so I popped in abandoned, and lo and behold, the French guy and his little girl. Um, Sophie also appeared in Shannon's flashback of her ballet class. Sophie asked Shannon if her papa was watching her in class. Shannon tells her yes, even though the father is clearly focusing his attention and hitting on the other ballet teacher. Um, as it turns out, the other ballet teacher says she was invited by Sophie's father to au pair for him, clearly with other intentions. Um, P.S. Great Season 2 DVD review, guys. Um, Sharon from Boston, Massachusetts. Sharon, thank you so much. And although you, although it's, it's funny how people say, well, Cliff, I'm sure that you guys finally you know, caught on to this and stuff. <clears throat> People think that we're like lost experts. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> but t- I did tell you there was something going on between them. Yeah, you did. You totally picked up that. But uh, we had forgotten about the ballet scene. I had. Now, I was I was almost sure, almost, that I had seen that little girl before. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's not like them to introduce something new like that yep. without having um, seen it before. But I couldn't put my... I couldn't put my finger on it. I, I couldn't figure out exactly where it was from. So thank you, Sharon, because you connected the dots for me. Yeah, and, and I completely forgot about that scene until I read her email. And it's like, oh, now that flashback makes sense. Right. And now, now I'm So kinda... I wonder if the other ballet teacher was the au pair before or after Sharon, Shannon. I don't know. Anyway, moving right along. Next up, we have an email from Pete. I'd say after. Are you still there? I'd say after because of Shannon's reaction while talking to Sophie. Okay. Yeah. I'd say after. Okay. After. Okay. Go ahead. All right. The next email is from Pete Campbell. And Pete is going to tell us about a new website that he's doing uh, called LostDaily.com. You want to read that? Hey Lost Podcast, I'm emailing you all today to let you know about a new Lost fan site that I have just designed, developed, and now launched. Um, I would deeply appreciate it if you could consider please mentioning it either somewhere, (coughs) either somewhere on your podcast, which if it's... It it used to say on your website or on your podcast. Okay. Um, anyway, mentioning it on your on your podcast website name, Lost Daily, URL, HTTP. Uh, colon two forward slash www. It's just lostdaily.com. Com. I know. I was just being fun. <laughs> okay. You give me a hard time when I don't read your script, and you give me a hard time when I do. Okay. Anyway, First I'm looking for at... lost news, images, videos, audio clips, and much more. Well, I, I figured. Okay, let's go ahead and take a look at this thing here. First of all, I'll say it. It has a catchy, eye-appealing layout. I do like the layout. Um, and let's take a look at the gallery. I'm just going to click on a couple things here. <coughs> of course, my internet connection. Oh, it says forbidden, so I'm not allowed to go to the gallery. Uh, so we won't go there. Uh, let's see here. Lost episode guides. Let's take a look at that. If we click there. Uh, waiting for it to pull up. And 
still waiting for it to pull up and um, waiting for it to pull up and nothing. Okay. So maybe it is all pretty brand new. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely give it a couple days and check out lostdaily.com and hopefully that will become a, a pretty decent resource. And <coughs> anyway, what's next on our list there, Steph? Well, um, we've got play phone calls or we've got go back to Doug from Montreal that you skipped over. Did I totally skip over Doug from Montreal? Totally. Go ahead and read what I'm, he says I'm about the lost here, DVD. I'm looking here, and it says from Doug Campbell, and you're like from Pete Campbell, and I'm like, okay. I'm did I say? <laughs> oh, they're both Campbell. I, I wonder if I did. I wonder if they are both Campbell. Crap. Oh, well. I don't know. Okay, well we've got we'll, Pete. And we'll just we've got Doug, Doug from, from Montreal. Montreal. Okay. So, um, the subject is the lost DVDs. Um, I know that you had your lost season two DVD podcast last week, but I'm surprised no one picked up. On this in the... Okay. I'm sorry. I'm trying to read over my mic to, to my computer. And her Howard Stern pop filter. <laughs> <laughs> Which obviously just did not work just right there. It doesn't work. Well, that's because I'm looking up. Um, Lost Season 2 DVD podcast last week, but I'm surprised no one picked up on this in the Lost Connection. A connection to Desmond leads to the computer screen and the beeping noise. Um, after a few minutes of nothing, it skips to the hieroglyphics, then the blast door dropping down, then the map popping up. After the map goes away and you hear system failure repeating and a blurry screen and Jack saying about how everyone about how everyone's starting over because the crash killed them all, hypothetically, of course. Just hmm. something interesting, Doug. Thanks, Doug. In fact, I, the reason why I didn't mention it is because, unfortunately, <coughs> I have not been able to go through and spend all the time okay. of all the different Lost Connections that are there, right. and there are a lot of them. In fact, there are some DVD Easter eggs, which Randy's going to tell us a little bit about. Hello, Cliff and Steph. This is Randy Wren in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um... I just called to tell you that uh, I found four Easter eggs on these uh, Lost Season 2 DVDs. Uh, the first one is at the main menu. Uh, you go to Phase 1 in the main menu and then go to Fire and Water. And when the cursor is sitting next to the, the words Fire and Water, you hit uh, Left, Left, Play. And you'll get a the original, I think it's the origin of the snowman joke that appears... Um, in season two. Uh, in phase two, uh, go to sneak peeks, <clears throat> and when the cursor is sitting next to sneak peeks, hit left, left, play, and you get an, an interview with Evangeline Lilly on the beach. In phase three, or next to the, uh, the uh, phase three on the main menu, hit up, up, and play, and you'll get a little um, a uh, documentary on how the, the Oreo cookies with the Dharma logo were made. And uh, then if you go on into Phase 3 from the main menu, go to Secrets from the Hatch. Uh, don't go into it, but, but when your cursor is sitting next to Secrets from the Hatch, uh, hit Left, Left, Play. And I didn't write down what that is uh, is when you go to that. But you'll see when you get there. I think it may be a picture of who did the uh, picture uh, inside the hatch, come to think of it. So there you have it. 
short and sweet. And talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank that was cute. <laughs> Thank you very much, Randy. It looks like Randy is about as good as taking copious notes as we are sometimes. I don't take notes. <laughs> I know you don't. But anyway, uh, thank you so much for bringing that in. And, and uh, those e- DVD Easter eggs, they do hide some cool things they inside do. there. And, and if it wasn't for people like Randy, I'd never know about them. Anyway, next we have a caller from Australia, from Down Under. Sweet. And this is from Glenn. Hi, Cliff and Stephanie. This is um, Glenn from Wollongong, Australia. I just wanted to call and say very how much I enjoyed your show. I just was finished. I went and downloaded all your shows a lot longer. Sorry if I used all your bandwidth. I just finished listening to uh, the Fire and Water one and the one after that where you had the father-in-law theory. <laughs> I must say, excellent. And that's really all I have to say. So check out the good work. And my thoughts have actually been with Kim and the floods. That's very bad news. Anyway, thanks, guys. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Thank you very much, Glenn. And uh, as far as our bandwidth is concerned, we uh, are well taken care of there, so download all the episodes you want. <laughs> <coughs> the father-in-law theory. Boy, that's been a while that's ago. it has been a long time. That was My fun. My dad still talks about it, though. He does. He had a good time. Matter of fact, we were at uh, Touch a Truck, which is this thing you take your kids to, and, and uh, he was there because uh, he drives a concrete truck. Anyway, um, one of our friends who... Happens to listen to our podcast periodically. Right. Had heard they, about the the father-in-law theory. Anyway. Saw, saw our kids jumping up and down and being excited about <laughs> Papaw. And he looks at Cliff and he goes, so is that Zeke's twin brother? Yeah, he says, is that Zeke the sea billy's twin oh, brother? Yeah. Yeah, it was so cool. Yeah. So anyway, he's known around the world as Zeke's long-lost twin brother. He's funny. Anyway, moving right along to Alaska, Bradley. Hi, Cliff and Stephanie. Alaska Brad here. Hey, I uh, got uh, or put my pin in your Frapper map. Thanks for uh, setting that up. And uh, I'm just uh, was listening to your Hearts and Minds uh, podcast, and Stephanie's like, uh, these guys aren't going to like listening to the show because <laughs> of I don't know. You guys are just having fun the show, and uh, I I really enjoy it. I really enjoy that you guys enjoy doing podcasting and are enthralled about Lost. So uh, keep up the good work, guys. God bless. Bye-bye. Well, thank you, Brad, for, for, for calling. And um, your excellent impersonation of Stephanie. That, that was so good. <laughs> I thought it was you. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> That is not good. I I think I I think I mentioned that the people are gonna stop listening because I'm still in shock that people actually listen. Oh, they don't. I just tell you that people listen to it. Oh, okay. These people, I I pay them. You pay them. These are clients. Talk. These are clients from the office. It's like last night we we recorded a my crazy life. That's like an hour of us talking about really nothing at all. And I'm like, oh, that one really nobody listens to. Seriously. <laughs> Anyway, Dash N um, is one of our listeners. He's been around for a long time, probably since we first started. Anyway. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I see it on the screen. Oh, man. Now, we have... Why? I begged you not to. But we totally need this. Every time I get into talking about a theory, and I want to go, dum-dum-dum. Stop. 
Well, anyway, I've been begging and begging our listeners, especially all those guys out there like Scott Sheriff and Dash In who have these ability to do all kinds of cool things on their keyboards. And I've been begging them not to. <laughs> well, Dash In, listen to me. Uh, and I'll, I'll mute you, Stephanie. There we go. I'm just kidding. I, I unmuted you? I know. Okay. Anyway, this is his first try. He wasn't exactly sure of what sound we were going for. But this is what he's come up with as the first try. In fact, this isn't really the original file. I kind of slowed down the pitch a little bit and slowed down the speed. But this is as closer to what we were looking for than this. And I told him I'd play for the, play this in here and then kind of try to mimic the sound so that he can adjust it accordingly. So here's what he came up with. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's better than you. <laughs> But anyway, I'm going to play it one more time, and then I'm going to see if I can do it the way... <coughs> with, with my wheezing. Oh, gosh, that made me lightheaded and dizzy. <coughs> anyway, so we're telling this story, and we're going... Dun, dun, dun. Is that how it goes? Dun, dun, dun. Hold on. It's fine. So the last I guess one it, just it, needs to be dragged out a yeah, little just, bit longer. Yeah, Dun, dun, dun. Forever. You know, like Cliff. Dun, dun, dun. Drag it on forever. Anyway, moving right along. We need <coughs> we need a little moving right along. <laughs> moving right along. I can't sing with my... You can't sing without your cough. <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> that you, you hurts just, so bad. Anyway. Remember your I'm music. I'm clipped. <coughs> anyway. Oh, so we're done with that, right? Done with what? All that stuff. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Hey, talk about something real quick while I read. Hey, I'm going to talk about... Can I talk about the GSPN update? Uh, Well, I was going to hope you wouldn't say that until I pulled up the thing. Because last week I did... Pre-recorded Cliff did it last week. Pre-recorded Cliff is just... He's fired. Yeah, we... He he was unavailable to do any pre-recordings this week. His schedule is a little out of control. He, he's fired. He is just not. Uh, you know, I like. I can read these trapper map people. Well, no, no, no. Hold on, we gotta have. We cannot go into that section of this podcast without an appropriate bumper. Well, then, what do you want me to talk about between the <coughs> well, dun, we, dun, dun, dun I, uh, clip and the and the GSP? I was going to go ahead and tell you that. Pre-recorded Cliff is great, but he's not always reliable because his time management sometimes sucks, and he doesn't. Sometimes he gets sidetracked, and he doesn't always follow through and and keep his recording. (laughs) Unlike me, I'm highly organized. All all your personalities have that problem. (laughs) Uh, What am I looking for? We're looking for the update, right? No idea what you're. Generally speaking, oh, here it is: new podcast update. Anyway. Let's move uh, right along. We can't transmit because something else is already transmitting. Somewhere close, the signal's strong. Train, how would what kind of transmission is it? It could be a cell phone, maybe a radio signal. Can we listen to it? Let me get the frequency first. Hold on. This is a Generally Speaking Podcast Network update. Alrighty. Now. That is my favorite bumper. Is it? Uh, yeah, I'm glad you went back and found it. Very good. Thank you. So, Stephanie, why don't we uh, kind of like tag team here okay. our new Frapper Map editions. Now, you'll okay. notice that in our special scripted notes here, I put a slash in between their last name and where they live 
because some of the people only put their first name and we were saying their cities as their last name. Remember that from last week? Well, you were. I was just really confused. <laughs> okay. So why don't you start off? Well, I'll start off with Felicia Nehemiah in Virginia. And Brad, is it Calderon? Calderon? Calderon. From, is that Tracy, California? Yep. And then we have Sam and Tink in Tucson, Arizona. And Denise from Streamwood, Illinois. Now, Becky Nettles is from Fairview, North Carolina. Not New Carolina, North Carolina. <laughs> the, the, these, these little abbreviations for the states don't work if you don't know what state they stand for, Cliff. I'm sorry. And we have, is that Nikki B from Grant Park, Illinois? And then we have Sally, Sally from Rancho Santa Margarita, California. And Robin from Vail, Colorado. And then... I wonder if Robin knows Ryan and Trista Sutter, because they live in Vail, Colorado. Oh, who knows? <laughs> anyway, we have... Now, here, listen to this. We have Ellie in Buenos Aires, Argentina. Absolutely. Our very first South American folks on our Frapper map. Thank you very much. We have hit a new continent. Okay. Is South America a separate continent from the North America? I think it is. I think so. I am so geographically challenged. Let me tell you, joining, becoming a podcaster has opened this world up to me and has has made has shrunk down the size of this earth. And I'm like learning all kinds of new stuff. So anyway, moving right along. So uh, oh, and then and our last person is Craig from mm-hmm. Adelaide, Adelaide, Australia. Yes. And of course, where could folks go so that how, how let's just say now I, I realize that nobody out there listening to this who has not already put their pin in our frapper map. I, I realize that none of them really want to go through the hassle of telling us where they live because you know they 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 just don't want to do that for us. But if somebody did, let's say just hypothetically, how would they go about putting their pin in our frapper map? You can go to www.generallyspeakingpodcast.com and click on the link for our Frapper map. That's it? Yeah. It's that easy? Yeah. And we have thousands of people who listen to us? Yeah. And only, what, 160 people or so have put their... What's keeping everybody back from doing it? They don't want you stalking them. (sighs) Whatever. Anyway, if you haven't done it yet, go to Generally Speaking Podcast. I only put my pen in there because you already know where I live. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, <coughs> moving right along. <coughs> Do not make him a country song to that. Moving right along. Don't, don't even do it. It, it. Dude, moving right along needs to be a country song. You don't even like country music. I don't, but that's okay. The Generally Speaking Laptop Fund, as you guys know, we had taken a week off last week. And we are so appreciative of all the help that you guys gave Kim. It, it was such a tremendous blessing. Uh, we played her call. At the very beginning, beginning of this podcast. And uh, obviously, Kim has a long way to go. But uh, you guys have really been a huge blessing to her. And she has, uh, she has just been overwhelmed by your support. And we thank you for that. But Stephanie and I have also been overwhelmed for your support of our Gen- Generally Speaking Podcast Network Laptop Fund. Where we are now just barely over 30% of the way there before we can get the new laptop for our podcast studio here. And uh, the people that we want to thank for that that have already contributed are Marius Mo- Marius Monte Cristo, 
Vicki Sherman. Jeff Rooney. The Gunslinger. Virginia Justice with Soulmate. Stephanie, is it Alfred? Mm-hmm. And Dane Piersdorf. Is that Any, Dane or Dave? That's it's Dane, and I put Dave in the show notes. Okay. But it's 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 Dave or it's Dane. Okay. What, Hello, Dane. Like, what's up so with Steph that? Know who you are. <laughs> <coughs> I did I I said Dane, but you're you the said one. Dane, and, but I was asking because I'm reading I the know. list and. Now, not that anybody would want to contribute to our generally speaking lost podcast network. Why are you being so fund. negative tonight? Okay, send us some money. Reverse generally psychology speaking, doesn't work on everybody. I know. <laughs> send us some money. Please. Okay, now that's just pathetic. Okay, well, forget I mentioned anything, and don't even go to generallyspeakingpodcast.com. Thank you to the people who already have. Yes, th- thank you, people. And Can we talk about spoilers. Let's go ahead. Oh, you want me to play the clip? Yeah. Okay. This isn't what was supposed to happen. What's going to happen? You don't want to know what was supposed to happen. I know. Because you don't know what's going to happen. You know what? We're not going to find out. Don't you want to know? From SpoilerFix.com, Lost airs on ABC on Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Did you know that? Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, Duh. Okay, the series will return in October for six episodes. Then go on hiatus for 12 weeks and come back for 17 straight episodes for a total of 23. Some reports say, however, that the season will have 24 episodes, which I think is probably the finale will be two uh, hours. Anyway, note, a lot of foilers have been released by legitimate sources, including producers and crew. Hmm. Jorge kind of mentioned a little bit about Mm -hmm. that. Anyway, be aware of some of the spoilers below. May not really happen. In fact, it turns out that we've been telling you that The Tale of Two Cities is a Kate-centric episode, but it's obviously now a Jack-centric. Which I think is really cool that they're starting the season off with a Jack-centric episode. I think that makes sense. Yep. Well, let me go ahead and play for you uh, something that Kyle found online, uh, probably from Spoiler Fix or this ABC source. Let's see what he says. Uh, after I hit the button. ABC has put up the press release for A Tale of Two Cities on their site. Most notably is the list of guest stars, which I shall now read off. Guest starring are John Terry as Christian Shepard, Julie Bowen as Sarah, M.C. Ganey as Mr. Friendly, William Mopather as Ethan, Brett Cullen as Goodwin, Blake Bashoff as Carl, who we saw in the previous scene with Sawyer, Julie Adams as Amelia, Stephen Samuel as Adam, Isabel Sherwin as Little Girl, who I assume is the one who tells Jack not to trust Sarah, Alexandra Morgan as moderator, Sonia Sang as receptionist, Sally Davis as teacher, and Julie Ao as nurse. Okay, so it looks like some interesting characters are coming back. I, am for one, am very excited about the fact that we are going to see Ethan again and Goodwin. And Mr. Friendly. And Mr. Friendly. Tom. Zeke. You are dad's long-lost twin brother. Absolutely. Anyway, uh, so that's pretty much all I have there. And then, uh, Stephanie, you want to tell them about the special preview on ABC that we saw on the dramas thing? Okay, on the upcoming dramas. um, In this preview, it showed a scene with Sawyer in a cage pushing a button that said, Food, and it said, Warning, two times. Another guy in a different cage um, says, I wouldn't do that if I were you. Sawyer says something like, I didn't ask your opinion. Sawyer hits it, hits the, the food button a third time and whap. It throws him back um, against the cage, completely airborne. 
It was hilarious. It was. It kind of reminds me of the whole thing I learned about in psychology of the Pavlov's dogs experiment mm-hmm. kind of thing. And uh, I'm wondering if more psychological, you know, um, monitoring is going on there. <laughs> it was it was funny. And then, of course, next week we have a very special episode uh, summary of Lost, and it's called a tale of or a tale of survival. And the air date is just seven days away from when we're recording this on September twenty seventh, two thousand six. And the description is feeling lost. Having a hard time keeping up with what's happening on the island? ABC has the remedy for what ails you by inviting both new and avid Lost viewers to take an insider's look at the most talked about, critically acclaimed show on television. Lost, A Tale of Survival, will explore the series in a way that will bring new viewers up to date, but which current viewers will also find illuminating. From the backstories of some of the most compelling characters on television to the mysteries of the island, um, Lost A Tale of Survival will provide an insightful glimpse into the lives of the survivors of Oceanic Oceanic Airlines Flight 815, source ABC. Now let me ask you this. Is this going to be just like all the other summary episodes which have been totally... Horrible. It, I don't know. It, I mean, now at this point, going at, in and understanding what goes on in the editing room, I don't mean that those have been horrible, <coughs> except that I think that what happens with these summary episodes, there, it's kind of like there's this hint that if you are just coming into Lost for the first time, if you watch this, maybe we can catch you up to date. Uh-uh, uh-uh. You, go like Andrew in Salt Lake City, get the DVDs and stay up until two o'clock in the morning. Or every night for two weeks. Or the book that that Jen just did a review on. Or read the entire book for a said couple it's a days. Great, said it's a great resource. Yeah, but to, to catch up on. But watching a one-hour episode of a well, summary. Well, here's the thing. You don't condense all thing. of se- two Absolutely. seasons of you, Lost. You cannot. You cannot summarize this show in an hour. No, it's we impossible. Have, we have what is this? Um, Forty-eight. 49 hours of of television mm-hmm. can, cannot be summarized in one hour. No. It, it, there's too much in this story. It's too intricate. And uh, But the thing is, is they're, they're talking about this one in a way that's different for me. The, it, it, it's hinting at the fact that it's, it's going to be illuminating some things. And it's going to be enlightening and insightful glimpse into something. As if they're going to show some things maybe from a different perspective. I don't know. I don't, I'm sure that we'll watch it. In uh, week. There's no question we'll watch it because we're out of things to do for our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so we're definitely going to watch it. And uh, we'll, <coughs> we'll come back next week after after watching it and, and we'll give our tell little... tell you what we thought. We thought. So anyway, with that, that's pretty much all we have. That's all we got. I really thought that this podcast was not going to have enough content. To, uh, I think it had plenty. I, I'd say so. People are already tired of hearing us. Anyway, that's all we have for this week. Until next week, when we will come to you once again with another Weekly Lost Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And let's Let's stay stay lost. lost. Now, where's that extra? Can you push it? Sure. You have been listening to the weekly Lost edition of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. You can make our show even better with your feedback. 
Call our listener comment line at area code 413-521-0958 to leave your comments and questions. And please, start with your name and where you're calling from. If you would like to contribute to our weekly podcast, simply click on the PayPal Donate button on our website at www.generallyspeakingpodcast.com. Join us next week for another edition of Generally Speaking. Thanks for listening. a certain age where suddenly it's not about where are we going to go on Friday night. Phil Urban, President and CEO of Grange Insurance. It's about children and a mortgage and responsibilities and well, it can add up to a pretty good amount of money. That's why your Grange Independent Agent is the best life insurance advisor you could ask for. It's really easy to sit down with somebody you're comfortable with and have a conversation. What are your needs? What does your family need? And making sure you've got the right life insurance is absolutely a part of that strategy. You can get the right amount of life insurance coverage at the right rate from me, Cliff Ravenscraft, your Grange Independent Agent, since 1997. Give me a call today at 888-364-5922. Your partner in protection.